Greetings, uh, good morning. It's a great joy for us to connect online and to worship the Lord and meditate on His Word. Let's dive into God's Word for this morning. Shall we pray that God will speak to us? Father, we commit this time in your hands. We pray that you will speak to us. We commit, Lord, uh, everyone who's listening, we pray our hearts and our minds will be focused on you and your word and what you want to speak to us. Especially we pray that, Lord, you will empower me with your Holy Spirit. We pray that your spirit will speak to us through your word. Lord, we pray that you will bring about a change, a transformation in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are glad uh, that we could uh, uh, come and worship the Lord. And as we go into the word of God this morning, I want to encourage everyone to pick up your Bibles, your notebooks, pens, and uh, get ready. We're going to study God's word in depth. Uh, are you ready? Amen. Say amen. <laughs> You know, feel free to always comment on the chat box or give a thumbs up. Uh, that's a way we can uh, interact uh, online. Okay, so um, today, this morning, we're going to look at the prophecy of Obadiah. Obadiah is, uh, uh, you know, as it is always said that, you know, the books, the smaller uh, prophetic books are called as the minor prophets. And Obadiah is um, there after Amos. And we've been studying from... Uh, Ezekiel and Daniel and uh, book by book we've been going to Hosea, Amos and all of that. So I want to encourage you to read through these prophetic books as we also study and meditate on them on the Sundays. Um, so looking at the prophecy of Obadiah, it's very clear and obvious right at the beginning that he's speaking to the kingdom of Edom. And um, we read verses 1 and 2 of Obadiah. So Obadiah has only one chapter. Looking at verses 1 and 2, the vision of Obadiah. This is what the sovereign Lord says about Edom. We have heard a message from the Lord. An envoy was sent to the nations to say, Rise, let us go against her for battle. Verse 2, see, I will make you small among the nations. You will be utterly despised. So this is the vision that Obadiah has about Edom. And the sovereign Lord is saying, uh, we have uh, heard a message from the Lord. An envoy was sent to the nations to say, rise, let us go against her for battle. And I will make you small among the nations. You will be utterly despised. There is no introduction. There is no uh, welcome. There is no greeting. There is no... Um, explanation about who Obadiah is, whose son he is, nothing. Straight into the point, that's what Obadiah wants to drive. And um, this is a prophecy against Edom. And uh, Edom is basically um, the people or, or the descendants of Esau, the brother of Jacob. And uh, this destruction that is coming uh, seems to be typical as their father Esau uh, as Esau's rejection was uh, by God and to refer to the destruction of the enemies. It refers to the destruction of the enemies of God's people and his church. So you find here that this um, through the uh, writing of Obadiah, the prophecy, the vision that he had, you find here that it seemed to be saying like the, the time for... Uh, the ruin of Edom is ripened. It's like, you know, the fruit is almost 
there you know it's almost ripened and it's ready for uh, to be harvested and to be uh, eaten that kind of a picture you see here so i call this uh, title of this message as ripening for ruin ripening for ruin is just ripe to go into destruction that is a central theme of the prophecy of uh, obadiah and um, if you see in verse 15 also uh, he's not only speaking about edom but also speaking about the nations that came against israel and also pointing to the nations uh, or the people who rise up against the gospel church of god the day of the lord is near for all nations in verse 15 as you have done it will be done to you your deeds will return upon your own head very powerful very strong words clear words it looks like the whole prophecy of obadiah uh, he did not waste a single word like every word is hand picked and a like specifically loaded commodity that's how it is very crisp and short but very powerful clear vivid and straight pointed um you know uh, um destruction that is prophesied and there is no call here for repentance and things like that so why is edom and the nations uh, ripe for ruin uh, before we go into looking at that i want to ask a few questions to us do you feel in your life that the ungodly are very powerful and you feel very powerless and small do you see them to be very secure and confident in themselves and in their connections they are very confident themselves and in the way they are connected with others do you see such a thing do you notice that the people who are ungodly they are they seem to be idle spectators when you face trouble are you upset at their stubborn refusal to help and they are adding of fuel to the fire when you face trouble let me put those questions back to us again do you feel the ungodly seem to be very powerful do you see them very secure and confident in themselves and their connections do you notice they are idle that they are idle spectators when you face troubles does it hurt you at that moment are you upset at their stubborn refusal to help and in contrast not just refusal to help they even add fuel to the fire by adding more sorrow to our pain do you feel that way that's exactly how the people of israel felt with what edom did against the people of israel on the day of their trouble so when we say edom is ripe for ruin why is edom ripe for ruin the three reasons quickly number 1 because of their carnal security they had a security in their fleshly sinful nature firstly in themselves and because of their allies and friends verse 3 and 4 the pride of your heart has deceived you you who live in the clefts of the rocks and make your home on their heights you who say to yourself who can bring me down to the ground though you soar like the eagle and make your nest among the stars from there i will bring you down declares the lord so here is a self 
carnal pride in how great they are and what heights they are at it's talking about the pride which simply straight away goes against god bible says god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble the name obadiah interestingly means worshipper of yahweh the worshipper of yahweh worships yahweh by humbling himself before yahweh and so here the worshipper of yahweh is sent with a message confronting the pride that stands up against yahweh where there is a self worship a, a a sense of greatness of which is found in themselves you who live in the clefts of the rocks and make your home on the heights you say to yourself who can bring me down to the ground though you soar like the eagle and make your nest among the stars from there i will bring you down so you see why is edom and the nations ripe for ruin pointedly you there is a clear evidence about the self carnal security the carnal security that is found in the self in one self secondly with because of the allies and friends they had if you read verses 5 to 7 if thieves came to you if robbers in the night oh what a disaster awaits you would they not steal only as much as they wanted if grape pickers thieves who are grape pickers came to you would they not leave a few grapes but how esau will be ransacked his hidden treasures pillaged all your allies will force you to the border your friends will deceive and overpower you those who eat your bread will set a trap for you but you will not detect it this is what god is saying about the way edom esau has been living their life and as a result of their reliance on their friends you know it says all your allies will force you to the border verse 7 your friends will deceive you and those who eat your bread will set a trap for you but you will not detect it what a horrible sad situation that these guys have found themselves in you find that they have always relied on their allies and friends and they have come to a place where they continue to believe that the allies and friends will continue to be their allies they will be their friends and those who share bread with them they are turning god is turning them against edom and they cannot detect it you see this is how god is making the situation ripe for edom to be sent to ruin carnal security in themselves was a reason and the security they found in their allies and friends but sadly when everything is turning against them they cannot detect it this is how god does or deal with those who are enemies of his people anybody who messes around with you anybody who stands up against you unreasonably anybody who stands up against you accuses you falsely or deals with you proudly or deals with you in such a manner where you feel so much hurt and pain because you are a child of god because you worship jesus because you work for the lord because you proclaim his love if there is anyone rising up against you 
they cannot get away so easily because if they if they rely on their carnal security on themselves or because they have a lot of clout and support and because they can exercise a lot of authority and power over you it might seem to be like you have become small in their eyes at that moment it might seem to be like you have become powerless and they are very powerful at that moment but god will bring about a situation and he will make situations in such a way where it will be ripening for their ruin but they will not detect it they will not detect it so number one reason was carnal security number two why is edom and the nations ripe for ruin they were idle spectators on the day israel was in trouble obadiah chapter 1 verses 10 and 12, 10 to 12 we read because of the violence against your brother jacob you will be covered with shame you will be destroyed forever on the day you stood aloof note that on the day you stood aloof while strangers carried off his wealth and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for jerusalem you were like one of them you should not gloat over your brother in the day of his misfortune nor rejoice over the people of judah in the day of their destruction nor boast so much in the day of their trouble god was noticing the way that these people edomites stood aloof when babylonians came and took the people of israel captive they stood aloof like strangers they stood aloof while strangers came and carried off their wealth and foreigners entered their gates and cast lots for jerusalem edom who are you you are jacob's brother and when your own brother is coming under pain under threat under suffering under enemy uh, kingdoms who are coming to take you captive how would you have the heart and the mind to keep quiet and stand aloof at that moment but because they have done that because they were idle spectators god is saying here you are ripe for ruin god has been noticing all of this god is watching over everything i want you to be encouraged brother sister this morning that whatever pain or trouble people might have caused you or people whom you thought will come to your help and support when somebody else was against you and the people whom you thought uh, you know will stand by you who will pray for you will encourage you will speak for you maybe they stood aloof and they said uh, oh let's not get involved in their business god is watching God has been watching. Maybe you thought that God was not watching, but I want you to know that God has been watching about what people have been doing to you. When they have been idle spectators on the day of your trouble, God has been noticing that and God is going to deal with them because they did that on the day of your trouble. Not only that the third reason why Edom is ripe for ruin is because there was a outright betrayal. by edom to the foreign nations chapter uh, obadiah 1 12 to 
verses 12 to 14 let's read it you should not march through the gates of my people in the day of their disaster nor gloat over them in their calamity in the day of their disaster nor cease their wealth in the day of their disaster you should not wait at the crossroads to cut down their fugitives nor hand over their survivors in the day of their trouble these people were not just idle spectators but thirdly you find that they they outrightly betrayed them it was an outright betrayal by waiting at the crossroads where these uh, people of israel would come and they would catch them and hand them over to the babylonians and they were actually helping and siding with the babylonians they these are guys who see who who is powerful who is making the headlines they they are the opportunists they they look for uh, uh, who who uh, where is the action happening who is powerful who is high who is big who is making some noise they will immediately go and attach themselves with them and they will also begin to show as if they have also you know been very powerful and they have been victorious it gives a false sense of greatness and glory and satisfaction you will notice such people in your life outright betrayal okay so we've been looking at how uh, you know the ruin that is coming upon the people of his, uh, edom has is been is ripening because of the way they dealt with the, the people of israel on the day of their trouble it was carnal security it was they were idle spectators and outrightly they betrayed the people of israel by handing them over to their enemies god has been watching god is watching now the next question we got to ask is how does the ruin of edom and the nations the prophecy against the nations have any benefit for judah or israel in what way does the prediction of ruin of those who hate you because you are chosen change your current my current or future circumstances let me repeat that question again in what way does the prediction of ruin of those who hate god and hate us because we are his people because you are chosen how does the prediction of their ruin change our current or future circumstances that is exactly the latter part of the prophecy of obadiah come with me number 1 you see him saying that there is a call here to align us back to god's purpose align us back to our purpose so number one you see that while the the ruin for edom is ripened there is also something that is happening to us in that process it's not that that we have become you know weak and frail in our troubles and it has everything has gone against us and you know the enemies uh, have taken hold of us and they've done witchcraft and sorcery and they have done all kinds of harm and because of them we've lost our job we've lost our income we lost our marriage we lost you know everything and we are sitting like paupers on a street and we are helpless people no we are not just left uh, you know to fend for ourselves but all of this and it's not just that god has forgotten us and god is just do- dealing with the uh, edom and he's taking uh, revenge against them but nothing in what way does that have any impact on us that might be a question but there is an answer to that question the answer is you and i are brought back into alignment to our purpose in that process and this is what he says in verse 17 and 18 but on mount zion will be deliverance it will be holy and jacob will possess his inheritance 
Jacob will be a fire and Joseph a flame. Israel, Jacob is Israel and Joseph represents Israel and Judah and, and, and the people of Israel, the called out ones. Esau will be stubble and they will set him on fire and destroy him. There will be no survivors from Esau. The Lord has spoken. On Mount Zion will be deliverance. Mount Zion represents the chosen place of God. The holy hill of God. There, there will be deliverance. Yes, you have suffered. Yes, you have encountered loss. Yes, you have been through humiliation. Yes, you have been through betrayal. Yes, you know, the ones whom you trusted, you know, whom you relied on the most and expected, you know, for a lot of support seem to be idle spectators and in their carnal security of themselves and their powerful, you know, allies, they put you down and made you to look small and they humiliated you and they hurt you, offended you. made you feel so pathetic and sad and filled with pity on yourself but what is happening is while the ripening of ruin is you know happening for Edom on the other hand God is bringing about a deliverance for you hallelujah God is bringing about a deliverance for you in such a manner where he makes you holy, he makes you righteous and helps you to get back to your inheritance, possess their inheritance. The the inheritance is about Jacob becoming a fire and Joseph becoming a flame and Esau will become a stubble because of that fire. What does it actually mean is that Israel, you are called with a purpose to be the chosen people of God, to be set apart for God. to be a light to the Gentiles but now God is delivering you from all the troubles and the Savior is going to come to you and the gospel is going to come and uh, and the fire is going to be birthed within you the flame of the gospel is going to spread and the consuming purifying fire of the Spirit of God by the coming of the Spirit in the new covenant what is going to happen is that the gospel is going to spread to the Gentile regions and God is is going to help you to align yourself back to your purpose. So trouble and pain, humiliation, rejection, uh, and uh, you know betrayal and all of these things, what it does is it purifies us. It makes us to become completely God dependent. Otherwise Jacob would have said, oh Edom saved me on the day of my trouble. But God will never give his glory to another because he himself is a deliverer and he will come to you as your deliverer. Whatever be your circumstance of life, maybe you lost everything, you blew it up. You, it was probably, you know, the, all hell broke loose against you and led you to a financial breakdown, a marriage breakdown, a children uh, failure in their life and, and everything going wrong in your life and everything probably you lost and you blew up everything. But there comes a time where God brings about uh, a deliverance for his people. Hallelujah. Say amen with me. If you agree with me, why don't you type an amen there in the chat box and let's agree together in the name of of Jesus hallelujah you know the coming of Christ and the deliverance that comes to Israel is foretold right here by Obadiah about 700 800 years before the time of Jesus and the gospel is the one that brings deliverance and that Israel's purpose in this whole matter through these things are being fulfilled and it's coming to fruition and the Gentiles will be purified by the fire, by the coming of the Holy Spirit. And the enemies 
On the other hand, the enemies of the church of Jesus will not go unpunished either. Ripening for ruin. What it does is aligns you back to your purpose. That's what happened for the people of Israel. All of these things God was working out through the failures of Israel. He was bringing about redemption, showing himself to be strong as a deliverer and through them fulfilling his purpose and getting them to align themselves for that greater purpose that he has, which was pre-planned originally. As none that exalt themselves against the Lord shall prosper, so also all shall be brought down. So none that wait upon the Lord and put their trust in him shall ever be dismayed. Just as much as those who reject God, those who stand up against God, those who rise up against God, that they shall not escape. In the same way, those who have been made righteous and those who are holy and pleasing to the Lord and put their trust in Him will not be dismayed. God will bring you back to your purpose. You are not disowned by God. And so you might be asking, in what way does the prediction of the ruin of those who hate me, those who hate me because I've been chosen, in what way does it change my current or future circumstances? The point is you are not disowned by God and his choice for you for a purpose remains and that is re-established by the deliverance that God brings you through all of that trouble that you have seen and you are delivered from that, those enemies and the powerful and God builds you back once again in such a manner where there is a fire and a flame that begins to burn from within you and through you the gospel and the power of God begins to get manifested into many any other people's lives but at the end of the day God will also deal with those who oppose your message and those who oppose you hallelujah so it aligns you back to your purpose that's what it happened that's what happened for the people of Israel that's what God was promising and speaking to the people of Israel which was fulfilled in and through Christ's coming and so it is going to be for us also as the gospel church goes through persecution today. As in India, we find that like never before now, the number of people who are murdered, the pastors and the churches that are broken down, the pastors who are murdered, as they arise, as the persecution against the gospel and the church increases, as there's a clamping down of, you know, Christian uh, organizations uh, in many different ways. When all of this is beginning to happen, remember, you know, you might feel like you're getting betrayed. You might feel like the world is an idle spectator to what is happening to the church of Jesus. It might look like, you know, the high and the mighty are taking an upper hand and crushing the body of Christ. But I want us to know in the middle of all of this, God stands as our deliverer on Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On Mount Zion will be deliverance. Oh, the Zion is the gathering of the people of God. Hallelujah. We have come to Mount Zion. Oh, the Bible says in Hebrews, which is the, which is the church of Jesus. Hallelujah. There will be deliverance. They will be made holy and we will possess again, come back in alignment to our purpose and begin to blaze out the flame and the fire that God has given to us and make a difference in this world. God is bringing us back in alignment to his purpose through all of that which we have gone through. 
Number two, in what way does the prediction of the ruin of those who opposed us send our message as because we have been his chosen people, in what, day do, what way does that change our current or future circumstances? Number two, it prepares you for a spontaneous growth and expansion of the gospel and the kingdom of God. Firstly, it aligns you and brings you back to your purpose where you inherit and possess the inheritance of God, that purpose of God, you bring, you get back to it, you come into alignment with it, you begin to understand, I'm here, no, I'm not just suffering for myself, I, my suffering is not something that I should look at it and be crying and weeping and be in self-pity, but God is my deliverance and you speak deliverance over your life and you claim deliverance of, over your life, not only that, you, you come to an understanding that all of this is happening with a purpose and this is helping me to fulfill God's purpose and where the fire and the flame is really kindled within me as I have become more and more God dependent and not dependent on people who I thought would come to support and aid me in my day of trouble. It aligns you back to your purpose. Secondly, it prepares you for spontaneous growth and expansion of the gospel and the kingdom. Verses 19 to 21, Obadiah. People from the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau and people from the foothills will possess the land of the Philistines. They will occupy the fields of Ephraim and Samaria and Benjamin will possess Gilead. This company of Israelites, the Israelites, this company of Israelite exiles who are in Canaan will possess the land as far as Zarephath. The exiles from Jerusalem who are in Shepharad will possess the towns of the Negev. Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion to govern the mountains of Esau and the kingdom will be the Lord's. Hey, I want you to know that you need to get ready for a spontaneous growth and expansion of the gospel and the kingdom of God. People from everywhere will, from the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau. People from the foothills will possess the land of the Philistines. They will occupy the fields of Ephraim. Basically what it says that Israel, you people of God, you will begin to expand and grow and you will begin to possess Gentile territories. God will begin to add Gentiles to his fold and we will begin to expand he, we will begin to possess new territories for God, you, new linguistic territories, uh, new cultural territories, uh, uh, new uh, uh, people groups of different kinds. Uh, you know, there are new uh, demographic uh, groups, uh, uh, you know, spaces we will begin to occupy, new uh, spaces in the internet world, in the digital world we will capture. And God is saying that you will begin to possess new territories for God. You see this whole three verses here, 1920 and 21, is just talking or talking about occupying enemy kingdoms. It's talking about occupying new territories. It's talking about occupying Gentile regions. God will add, add Gentiles to his fold. You will possess new territories for God. You will see an enlargement of your borders, a sphere of influence and work and ministry that God will give to you, which is far beyond what you thought. You thought this is my boundary. This is how small I can rotate. This is how little I can do. This is how much I can function in. But I want you to know God will break boundaries and barriers and 
cause you to be launched into a global mission hallelujah i believe this morning the church of jesus christ is ready and as the time has come and it has become ripe for us not for ruin it is ruin for edom but while the ruin for edom is ripening we are aligned to god's purpose even more and we are getting prepared for a spontaneous global expansion of the gospel and the kingdom of god Hallelujah for the planting and multiplication of churches Christ communities everywhere both virtually digitally and physically hallelujah this is something that god is going to do in our day it this is something god is going to do through your life this is something that god is going to do through us as a church hallelujah church i want you to get ready and get aligned to the purpose of god i want you to get aligned for the and prepare yourself for the spontaneous expansion of the church of jesus through us hallelujah through you through me through every one of us together hallelujah god is going to be to do that and this is what happens through the the ripening of for the ru- of the ruin that is coming upon edom hallelujah hallelujah while the kingdoms of this world the kings of this world and the evil men of this world who crushed the people of god and who did, did injustice and evil will all suffer the wrath of god on one side god is aligning us to his purpose and preparing us for a glow, spontaneous growth and expansion of the gospel and the kingdom of god and finally the kingdom will be the lord's hallelujah verse 21 says and the kingdom of edom is no longer going to be the kingdom of edom it will be the lord's hallelujah 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 it might be real that the ungodly are powerful you might be seeing them very secure and confident in themselves and their connections and their allies you might notice that they are idle spectators when the innocent are facing trouble that the church is being persecuted you know and you are facing trials of all kinds you might look like people have been idle spectators you know when you face trouble you probably are upset at their stubborn refusal to help you and they are adding of the fuel to the fire by turning against you and standing with your enemies they don't realize that they are ripening for ruin they don't realize it is ripening their ruin is getting ripened on the other hand it is aligning you and i for god's purpose to be fulfilled through us it is preparing us for a spontaneous growth and expansion of the gospel and the church and the establishment of the kingdom that finally the kingdom of edom will become the kingdom of christ and of his lord hallelujah hallelujah and so i want you to rejoice this morning because the ruin is ripening hallelujah and something good is happening hallelujah something good is happening in your life something good is coming your way something good is coming out of your life god is preparing you and i want you to surrender yourself to god this morning and say lord while the lord the ruin of the evil ones are being ripened and they are going to face your wrath and they're going to face the fire lord we pray that you'll prepare us lord we pray that you'll prepare us and align ourselves that we may align ourselves to the purpose of god that we might recognize that we've been called and just because the people turned against us just because they spoke evil against us just because we've been driven to self pity just because that they set a trap for us just because they laughed and gloated when we suffered just because they stood with our enemies and just because nobody came to support us 
we are not going to walk out of this global mission we are not going to walk out of this uh, you know purpose of god for our lives uh, we are going to be ready and prepare ourselves for the spontaneous expansion and growth uh, of the kingdom of god hallelujah right here and right now hallelujah apostle paul uh, when he writes to timothy he actually says like this uh, beware watch out for alexander the metal worker he did a great deal of harm against me Yes Alexander did a great deal of harm against uh, you know Paul the apostle and he persecuted him opposed his message uh, and he says there was no one who stood with me on the day of trial no one to defend my cause no one to speak up for me but the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength uh, and he saved me from the lion's mouth uh, hallelujah that I may proclaim uh, the message of the gospel to the gentiles hallelujah such is an experience uh, of a man of God such is an experience of an apostle such is an experience of a prophet of god such is an experience of the people of god hallelujah and i want you to rise up this morning in the name of the lord jesus hallelujah and align yourself to god's purpose and prepare yourself for the expansion global expansion of the kingdom of god and the gospel and for the planting and the multiplication of christ's communities everywhere hallelujah would you join with me as we pray right now Hallelujah would you say yes lord and surrender yourself to jesus would you say yes lord i want to give myself over to you i want to align myself to your purpose oh god i don't want to look back and be lord saying all kinds of excuses and things about what happened in the past but i want to look at what you're ready to do right now and how you want me to prepare myself for what you're going to do next in my life hallelujah sometimes we can always look back the more you start looking back you become like a lord's wife a pillar of salt the more you start looking forward you will become successful you will become prosperous you will begin to gain ground you will begin to do good good things will begin to come out of your life your life will become a blessed life hallelujah your life will begin to be a flame a fire that will spread to the people around you hallelujah i want you to just give your life to jesus back again this morning and stop grumbling stop complaining stop regretting stop looking back stop looking at the suffering stop looking at the past and feel bad about yourself and feel bad about what happened to you and feel bad about what people did to you and what people spoke to you and how they offended you and how they you know don't start repeating those things again and again that helps you in no way that only becomes detrimental to what god wants to do through your life while it is ripening remember it the ruin for people who have stood up against you the ruin for for them is beginning to ripen and they will not detect it how hallelujah but i want you to know there is a greater purpose concerning your life there is a global mission and a task that god has for you that he wants to accomplish through you and there is something that you need to prepare yourself for and start praying with me right now in the name of jesus hallelujah come on would you hold the hand of the person sitting next to you in your home and begin to pray out loud hallelujah start speaking in tongues if you have the gift of speaking in tongues and worship god 
Hallelujah. Obadiah is a worshipper of God. Hallelujah. We stand as worshippers of God. Hallelujah. And we worship Jesus for the greater purpose, for the global mission. Oh, hallelujah. We want to come in alignment with you, Lord. We want to prepare ourselves for what you have in store. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, because no one stood by our side and nobody was our strength. Hallelujah. Because we thank you because you alone came to save. Hallelujah. But for your grace, we would have not been saved. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Right now, would you lift your hands and begin to pray out loud and say, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Jesus. We want to, Lord, receive that purpose. We want to align ourselves to that purpose. We pray that, Lord, our minds and our hearts will be refashioned and renewed this morning. Hallelujah. Into understanding, Lord, what you have in store for us and right now and for the future. Help us to understand and prepare ourselves, oh Father, Lord, in prayer, in fasting, in the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, with the vision that you have given to us of a global mission, oh Father. Hallelujah. We pray that we will come into alignment. We pray that we will prepare ourselves. Father, we pray that, Lord, you will bring bring about something new through every one of our lives. And as a church together, we pray that, Lord, we will, Lord, begin to capture new territories for God. We will, Lord, begin to see expansion and growth in multiple ways, oh Father. Hallelujah. That everyone's fear of influence and work and ministry will, Lord, rapidly expand and grow into new areas. Hallelujah. Bless your people, oh Father. Bless everyone, Lord. Prepare every family, oh Father. We pray that family by family, we as a large church family will be prepared in the name of Jesus for what you have in store. Hallelujah. We love you. We honor you. We thank you because you want us to do something. Lord, Around with the people around us, the flame shall burn through us. The fire will purify people's lives, oh Father, that somehow we will snatch at least some from the fire. Hallelujah. Let your name be glorified. Bless your people, oh Father. Bless them, Lord. Bless every family. Bless every individual who's watching right now. Father, we pray that, Lord, you will provide their needs. Lord, we pray that you'll heal them from every sickness and disease. We pray that you'll protect them in these days of danger and harm and disease and death. Oh, we pray that you'll keep us safe, oh Father. We pray that you'll bless the finances, oh Father. Even if we have a little, Lord, the five loaves and the two fish, oh Father. We pray that you'll bless it and multiply it, oh Father. We pray that, Lord, none shall lack any good thing, oh Father. We pray that everyone will begin to, Lord, function in a new way, in a new spirit, with a new anointing. Hallelujah. We pray for a mighty outpouring of your spirit uh, to come upon everybody right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, we pray for a mighty anointing. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and worship God. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you. We honor you. We praise you. We exalt you and we thank you for your anointing that is flowing upon us, oh Father. We thank you because you are reviving us in a new way, oh God. Let your name be glorified. Bless everyone. Everyone who's watching, meet every need, solve every problem, change every situation, turn around everything for their good. And we pray that, Lord, good things will begin to flow out of their lives and make them very fruitful and a blessing for many people, oh Father. We love you and honor you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.